It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. Finally, there was some certainty last week with the announcement by the Minister for Education that students will now be offered the option of accepting calculated grades are sitting a Leaving Cert written exam at a later date. To find out how teachers are coping with all of the news, I'm joined by Dermot Dupuyer, who is the Deputy General Secretary of the ASTI. Good morning to you, Dermot. Good morning, Patricia. And, uh, well, you're welcome. Does your association believe that calculated grades are the fairest way possible to tackle the effects of the lack of school, schooling and indeed the other problems caused by COVID-19? I don't know if we'd say that, that we'd say that, that they're the fairest way possible, but they are what we have and teachers will endeavour to make them as fair as they possibly can. There are obviously huge issues with it and um, a lot of them have been raised um, and our members are kind of concerned about a lot of issues, a lot of issues about equity, a lot of issues about the kind of pressure that will come on them, about the possibility of legal challenges, but also I think primarily they're concerned about their students and how how their students will be treated in terms of fairness because there are there are differing groups of students or the students who have special needs or the students who maybe have struggled to attend at school and how do you predict their results and how, well the predictor sorry is absolutely the wrong word how do you calculate the results but we have our advice to our members is to use as far as possible actual hard data previous test results mock results with some reservations depending on where they come from and who's correct them but results that have already that are already in the system so that they, they can be as objective as possible and our members will try and they will be objective and they will be fair but uh, it's also important to remember and I think um, it, to note that the the mark that comes, the grade that the student gets, is not necessarily the grade that the teacher has given because there's a whole process afterwards which may lead to a change in that grade. Have teachers, have you received guidelines on how to approach? I mean, it's an unprecedented task, these uh, We believe there, well, there are guidelines. We've been promised guidelines coming out fairly fairly soon, uh, hopefully today or tomorrow even. Um, we after the announcement on Friday, there have been several meetings of a group representing teachers, management bodies, students, parents, uh, and we have sent in, I would say, hundreds of questions because uh, I had a meeting, for example, of our principals and deputy principals committee the other day, and I came away from that meeting with three foolscap pages of, of bullet points to be asked. Our, our executive meetings would be similar. So there have been an awful lot of questions. We've sent them into the department and we're hoping for answers and we're hoping for clarity for schools on how to handle all those issues. 
And they really need to get working on this, don't they? I mean, you... Well, they do. They do. They absolutely do. Because they've asked that they, this all be done by the end of May. Now, it is now, what date is it now? The 14th. 14th. So that's, uh, that's 17 days, uh, including the weekends. So we uh, maybe when the guidelines come, it'll be clear that this process may maybe reasonably quick and I suppose if, if the teachers and if, if the advice is to use existing data as much as possible it will probably make it, it makes the process that, that little bit easier and cleaner we, we've suggested maybe taking particular tests and, and you know taking three or three or four best out of a four three out of the best out of four tests and taking the best three and then dividing them and giving an average score something like that if there's some method like that then at least it'll be reasonably straightforward and then it goes on through the process of the aligning where other teachers in the department discuss the marks with you the principal has a look the principal cannot change the teacher's mark okay. but, but but you know in uh, but they may say you know, there may be some issue that they, they're aware of and they may say, see an anomaly and say, look, would you have a look at that again? But if the teacher says, no, no that's my experience, well, then that's that. And then it goes to the department who use this controversial, they use various issues, but this controversial school profiling, which um, where they look at how the this year's results compare with the school's performance in the past. And there have been several concerns about that, about equality issues. If you're in a school, you know, at school in a disadvantaged area where you have a particularly good year or the school has done really well and turned things around and the year are performing better than previous years, should they suffer because of the previous performance in the schools, whereas the the children in the well-off school that's always done well won't suffer the same. Yeah, what about what about students that are going to a, gr- a private grind school? Well, we, we don't organise in the private grind schools. Our members aren't there. But, but yes, I presume the private grind schools will have to do the same thing. And um, I again, do they get an unfair advantage because there's been high performance? Well, it's not necessarily particularly high performances from in the past. But if, if any student goes to a school where there has been high performance in the school in the past few years, does that student have an advantage? And I suppose more importantly, does a student in the school where the performance hasn't been that high, but as I say, if there's a particular, I don't think it'll matter for a particular individual student mm-hmm. who's doing particularly well. But if a year group, and we all know from our experience, you sometimes get a year group that clicks, yeah, and they're yeah. doing really well. And and as I say, maybe the school has managed, you know, through the work of the teachers, to turn a corner and get get a lot of the students kind of more engaged than they had been, and they put, they outperform previous years. Are they going to be? marked down by the department. So so um, in one of the suggestions at our principal's meeting was that if that was the case in a school, that maybe the principal of the school would be able to provide evidence along with the marks to show that this was a higher performing group than usual. For example, maybe junior cert results are, 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 are other data that they have in the school to say, look, we're not inflating the grades here, that this this group has genuinely performed well. But on the other hand, the department have said, and quite rightly, that they have to avoid a huge kind of points inflation because because there are students applying, for example, for the CAO this year who are applying not on this year's results but who did the leaving last year or the year before. And if there was a 50 or 60 points inflation across the board, they would lose that. That's not fair to them. So the the system is fraught with problems. Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand, I, I just want to reassure students and parents out there that teachers will be fair and will do their best and to request them, and it's been made very clear by the department, that any interference by parents or students trying to 
influencer grade will be considered canvassing and is not to be tolerated. And most schools are sending out instructions now to their teachers not to engage with either parents or students in sixth year, except for pastoral reasons. And the pastoral reasons even then should not go directly maybe to the teacher of the subject, but to the school And actually, on, on that, Dermot, have you heard even anecdotally of any parent or pupil who's, oh, who's yeah, tried? Oh, yeah, quite a lot. Most of it on the kind of very polite, you know, they ring up to ask, you know, some advice about something and then they'll say, oh, by the way, you know, when Mary was sitting those exams, she was, you know, she wasn't well or her cat had just died or something, oh. you know, all this sort of, place. not always, some of the more aggressive, yeah. but, but there is certainly the, and, and of course, if teachers are worried that they, particularly if they live in a relatively small town where they're yeah. also teaching. And everybody that, knows everybody. That everybody knows everybody. That there'll be, even if nobody says anything, there'll be the dirty look when they meet them in the supermarket because Mary only got a, you know, whatever, a H1 and she was, H, sorry, a H3 and she was expecting a H2. Uh, now, as I've said, one of the things that people have to bear in mind is maybe they don't know what mark exactly the teacher gave because that can, may have been modified um, out. The mark they get, the grade they get, comes from the Department of Education. Um, but of course, it's going to cause difficulties for teachers. And I just would ask people to, to bear with them that teachers will do their best. They will try to be fair and they will be fair. They're, they're professionals. They're, they are concerned about their students. And it's one of the, the things that I think teachers are struggling most with. They have always seen themselves as advocates and champions of their students, not as their judges. And that is why the state exam system, when so many institutions and other bodies in this country are under, you know, people are concerned about them, about how trustworthy they are. The State Exams Commission has always been accepted, whether people like or don't like the system or the point system, they do accept that it is fair and that it is subjective. The person marking the exam does not know whose exam they are marking. Yeah. Um, and that obviously is gone this year, but as I say, teachers will do their best and will be what, fair. And what, what if, and, and I don't know if this happens in many cases, but what if you're teaching your son or, your son or daughter or even a niece and ne- a niece or a much loved they, niece or nephew? They, the department have said they're going to put in guidelines as how to deal with that because quite obviously you couldn't be marking your son, son or, daughter, or your, yeah. your own son or daughter. Um, there are other issues that they've said they'll deal with, like an awful lot of students do subjects outside school, um, either particularly maybe a foreign language, if you're, you may have a, a Russian student who is doing Russian in the leaving, or a Polish student, and they're not teaching in schools, so they're doing it on their own, or a teacher, or a student doing music because the school doesn't offer music, mm. or even doing music where the school does offer music, but, but, but it clashes with another subject and they're doing it outside. So they all have to be dealt with, because obviously a teacher can't be expected to mark to grade or to rank a student that they don't teach. Um, and what about a number of questions from people asked the same, the students, are they still getting the 100% for the orals? No. Um, the That's minister, gone. The minister announced that that was being reversed. Um, we, we've asked that he retain it, but um, I, 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 I don't know what, what his reaction will be, but I, at this stage... Uh, the official position, the position from the department is that the 100% for orals and projects is gone. It's gone, and, okay. And, and you will get the mark on the whole grade. The the, the, the teacher in the school, or the, the school will provide, and the department ultimately will provide a grade on the whole exam, including project work or oral work. And then the other question, will there be an appeals process? There's an appeals process, but it's, it's on procedure. It is not on whether the teacher was right or the school was right or the department was right in the grade they gave, it would be to make sure that they followed the process, which is that the, the teacher gives the grade
and then it goes to what's called an alignment meeting with the department or with the deputy principal if there's nobody else and then it goes through various stages in the department but I suppose the ultimate appeal is that if a student is not happy with their grade in a particular subject they can re- they can sit the leaving cert and get a uh, a mark from the State Exams Commission for that. Well, we don't know when that's going to happen, no, do we? No, but what no. the Department has said is that if a student does that, and let's say they missed out on their first choice by a few points or whatever, and they take a they take a, a paper or two to change that, yeah. and they start their second choice in university, for example, they will not suffer if then next year they go back to first year, they won't have to pay the full okay. fee that's, as that, they would normally. And that's fair. And, and if they have a SUSE grant, that which obviously you have to, you know, you have to go through the course. You can't, you can't uh, change. change courses and continue, but they, you will be allowed to change. Okay, that's, that's so fair. I think that is the ultimate appeal and, and that hopefully, because there's been a lot of talk and about court cases and maybe people being in court, I imagine a court will say, but you have another chance here. I would hope that the, you know, that if, if, if somebody's not happy with their grades, they have an option. And the option is to, to now obviously it, it um, postpones things by a year, certainly getting their first choice by a year is made postpone. And I know for the people sitting the exams, that seems like an awful long time, but we all know when we get a bit older that that year in your life, they, could, they might find very useful. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. In fact, I'm nearly more concerned for students where the leaving cert is not about entry into university because we tend in this country to be obsessed and see the leaving cert as purely uh, getting your points in the CAO. There are a lot of students who don't go on to third level and the leaving cert is very important for them because it is maybe the only um, exam, educational yeah. qualification that they yeah. have. That's a good point. And, That's and, a really um, good point. You know, and uh, one of our listeners, Anita, says, hi, I'm a parent of two Leaving Search students. Can I ask, please? <laughs> yeah, what's a busy household. What's happening with my daughter's agri-science project? She has it at home at the moment. We're waiting for clarification. Do we hand the project into the school or not? We're waiting for clarification as well on projects. That's one of the, the issues that we will, we're hoping to get clarification on. Like, for example, the, the Home Economic Journals, which is another project work, have gone to the State Exams Commission and have been marked. Now, okay. they said they're going to send all projects that have gone in back to the schools, but one would assume they're going to say use that mark. And in fact, if I was a teacher and I'd advise any teacher, how could you change the state exam? So, so in other words, that 20% is dealt with, so you're only grading out of the, the other 80%. So um, we don't know the exact details um, on But most of those, projects, but like Anita's daughter, those, yeah, those projects are complete. Are they at this stage? They're just, uh, she, are, well, I think it probably varies from school yeah. to school. That's the other problem with this. Some people will say, well, have it done by then. And I don't know what, uh, off the top of my head about the Ag Science Project, whether it was due by a certain date and it's complete. I don't know. That's all I can say. Yeah. We are waiting guidance from the department and clarity. We need clarity on a lot of issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and hopefully we will be getting them. We will be getting them very soon. We will have to get them very soon because really the process can start. A teacher can start doing this process until those guidelines. And also they have promised there will be online uh, training as well for the teachers so they yeah, should do the training There's no way the these grades can be in by the end of May um, dear It seems unlikely yeah. at this stage is all I can say yeah. but that's what, that's what the, the government are, are hoping for okay. um, but they will need to get the, the system up and running very very quickly And while we have you on the line the other big question uh, schools and will schools reopen in September what's, what's your view? You're at, I don't know is the answer to that I can't see them 
but this me, I'm not a health expert, and that's okay. we will always say we will be guided by the health experts on this. But um, I I can't see them opening certainly as normal in September, um, because um, unless things change dramatically. But but uh, that's down to the, the national health team. And that's to because give of what social distancing. Well, there'd be social distancing. I mean, they, they're. There's obviously there's issues about social distancing, and then and also on how many people can can you fill a whole school, and social distancing in a school, um, you know, is very difficult. While it's difficult for the three, the four, five, six year olds in a primary school, social distancing, trying to impose social distancing on teenagers is pretty difficult as well. Um, so I, I would hate to be trying to do that in a school. So I don't know whether they're going to open in a limited way, maybe some classes in one day, other classes another day, whether they'll concentrate on next year's, sixth year's, third year's, maybe first year's. I don't know. That's down to decisions between the department and the, the health experts, and we would presume to be involved in those discussions as well when they take place. My feeling is that in terms of second-level schools at the moment, all the energy and thought in the department is going into getting the leading search uh, over the over the hump, and then mm. maybe they'd start looking at what. But I suppose the the argument if if they couldn't have the leaving certs come into the school to sit an exam the yeah. end of July into August, how can schools reopen on the first of September? Certainly, in a normal way, it would seem it would seem very difficult. I know there was there was um, the, the, the Taoiseach yesterday was talking about how it was one of the safest things for schools to open, but I think we, we'll need to see a little more evidence of that before we we jump at that. Yeah, and, and, and we, I think we were that was concerned about the health and safety of our members and students. And one of the issues, of course, is that while young people may be less susceptible, although the evidence is, I think, if the jury's out a bit on that, that also the teachers are not the young. Some of them will have underlying conditions. You know, some of them will be pregnant and a lot of them will have concerns about going back to school. And we'll have to be uh, assured that it is perfectly safe for our members to go back to schools before we be agreeing to it. Okay. All right, uh, dear Mr. there's still a lot of questions and a lot of clarity uh, needed. Uh, so you've got a busy few weeks ahead of you. Uh, we'll, we'll speak again, no doubt. But in the meantime, thank you for that and thanks Good for joining us. Good morning to you. Thank you very much. Uh, bye bye. That is uh, dear Mr. Dupuyer, who is the Deputy General Secretary of the Association of Secondary Teachers of uh, Ireland. And uh, we invited dear Mr. just to try and get some clarity because it is, you know, when I heard the news on Friday that the Leaving Cert was gone, I said, okay, at least a little bit of certainty because so many, and we had heard from some of the students and some of, of the parents, they finding it very difficult to study at home. Some were very focused. Some, you know, the transition of not going to school and studying at home worked for some, but for a lot it didn't. And then there was other young people who were in situations where they ended up as childminders minding younger siblings because parents were out at work uh, others living in very cramped conditions impossible for them to find any space uh, to study and then there's another cohort of students who just could, can't get motivated they need to they need to be sitting in a classroom being motivated by their peers and by their teachers in order to study properly so there was a lot of anxiety and uncertainty around the Leaving Cert so I was delighted in one way when I heard they had decided to not to scrap the leaving cert felt sorry for the students who really wanted to go ahead and sit their exam but at least they had some certainty but then when you start looking in to the calculated grades I mean they straight away dropped the phraseology of predicted 
grades, which is what we were expecting to hear about. Now, then it's gone to this calculated grades instead. And when you dig down through it, I was reading up some stuff on it last night. There are just sort of every paragraph I read, I had a question. You know, you'd read something and you go, but you'd read something else. But how is that going to work? There's just so it doesn't surprise me to hear dear Ware say that when he came out of a meeting of teachers with three fool's cap pages of points all related to questions and queries. So there's a lot of work still to be done. While they won't sit the traditional Leaving Cert, there's still a lot of work to done to be done before this Leaving Cert class of 2020 actually get a piece of paper in their hand telling them what their results are. 1850-333-103. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.